Keto and Constipation. Welcome to the Our Ketogenic Life podcast, where we bring you the scientific and daily application of living the ketogenic lifestyle. We have helped hundreds reach their weight loss and health goals, but this is far more than that. We want to help you create real life change so that you can live the life God created you for. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin and Danae Davis. Welcome, guys, to podcast number 39 of Our Ketogenic Life. Uh, we are here to talk about something that a lot of people do not like to talk about. Right. Constipation. Uh, it's something that there's a lot of people who deal with this. Uh, a lot of people probably have constipation and think it's normal. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, when they're starting a ketogenic uh, diet, are concerned about having constipation because that's just what you know their friends have told them mm-hmm. and a lot of people are embarrassed to talk about it which like we always tell our kids mm-hmm. everybody poops everybody poops and it is some it is embarrassing to talk mm-hmm. about but i mean to you you hear it all the time so it's just like a body just function. talked about it today yeah you know probably so, an hour ago with a patient yeah. so it's something that and i'm okay talking about it i mean of yeah. course nobody really wants to you know put it out there, right. but it is what it is. We're just talking so. between us right now. So right, anyway, so what is constipation? First of all, what's an ideal bowel movement? Uh, so having a bowel movement probably one to three times a day, um, a day, a not day, a week. right? Uh, that is normal. Uh, one to three times. Uh, also, uh, not straining, uh, not having hard stools, mm-hmm. Um, and this is surprising too, is a little aroma to your stools. Yeah. If you're having a lot of aroma to your stools, stinky, stinky stools, that is something that can be a sign that something's not right in your GI tract. Mm-hmm. So that's what an ideal. And you uh, said normal, mm-hmm. which some people might say, well, it's normal mm-hmm. for me to have once a week right. or once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not normal. It may be normal what your body does, right. but it doesn't mean that that's healthy right. and what is considered right. you know, normal in the medical field. Right. So uh, uh, if you have constipation, you have an infrequent bowel movements. They're hard. Um, they're uh, difficult to pass. And the reason that we are concerned about this is because uh, your bowel movements are the third phase of detoxification. Uh, first two phases happen in your liver, and the third uh, stage uh, is your bowel movements or, or, or urination as well, too. So if you're not having that, you may be talk- detoxing well in your liver, getting rid of the toxins, mm-hmm. which we all have. You know, if you, you know, drink out of a plastic bottle, if you put lotions on. Uh, it's amazing how many toxins oh, we take in every day, which toxin. I'm finding more and more. Yeah. That you just don't even realize. Your, your soap, your shampoo, all, all these things. Your body has to get rid of these toxins. And if you're having weight issues um, and uh, you're holding on to weight, but you're doing everything else, you know, maybe this is the problem and this needs to be cleared up. Mm-hmm. So some of the uh, things that influence bowel movements is behaviors. You know, there's kids who have uh, times when they're playing and they don't want to come in and they try to hold it and hold it. 
or school teachers even, you know, if they are unable to get to a bathroom, mm-hmm. you know, those are just some examples of behaviors that can lead to constipation. Yeah, or just moms in general. Moms in general. <laughs> Dad's not. <laughs> uh, it, you know, if you're uh, dehydrated, uh, if you have hormone problems, uh, things like thyroid, uh, cortisol, excess uh, progesterone, uh, those things can influence your bowel movement as well. Mm-hmm. And there's things like uh, neurotransmitters. You've probably heard of the word serotonin. Uh, that can influence your bowel movements as well. So, you know, if you're having these symptoms and you've not even started ketogenic and you know that's not the problem, or if you started ketogenic and you had uh, abnormal bowel movements before you started, it's probably not the ketogenic diet that's causing it. Right. So we want to kind of clear that up, and we'll go over some more stuff in just a second. But uh, with when you're starting the ketogenic diet, there are a couple things that can influence having uh, less bowel movements. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing is anytime you, you change your diet, uh, you can have constipation. Right. You could have diarrhea also. Yes. You know, but yeah. with ketogenic... Mm-hmm. It's usually... Constipation. Constipation, usually. And, um, you know, I but just why? Thought, uh, usually because of your fluids. Okay. You know, if you're having less carbs, uh, which is what ketogenic does, is uh, when you have less carbs, uh, you urinate more. Okay. So if you are not uh, um, replenishing your fluids and you're urinating more, that can lead to dehydration. Okay. And your body and wants... Your bowels. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And your body wants to hold on to the fluids. Mm-hmm. And also when you're urinating more, uh, you can u- lose electrolytes. Uh, like sodium, potassium, um, and magnesium. Mm-hmm. Magnesium is a big one as far as having um, the um, um, problems with uh, bowels because it helps with muscle control. You know, I just thought of something else too. You know, so many people when they start ketogenic diet, um, they don't eat as much. Right. And you know that could be if you're not eating as much. You know, you could have less bowel movements because of that right. uh, as well. Yeah. So, you know, when you're starting a ketogenic diet, there are some reasons why you can. We're going to talk about some treatments for that in just a second. But the other thing I want to talk about is uh, some other reasons why you may have uh, constipation. Uh, insulin resistance. And if you do have insulin resistance or even diabetes, you know, of course, under a medical provider, especially if you have insulin you know, doing a ketogenic diet will help tremendously with mm-hmm. it. Uh, and it has to do with like what we call autonomic neuropathy. That's the nerves going to your bowels. If they're messed up, they're not stimulating your bowels like you should. You, you can have problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have thyroid problems, uh, that can influence your bowels. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have adrenal or cortisol problems, uh, that can, um, if you have some dysfunction in that system, it can influence your bowels mm-hmm. as well. Food sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like gluten, dairy. Mm-hmm. I know with me, dairy right. really, I can't hardly have dairy. It really makes me bloated, constipated, mm-hmm. headaches, joint pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and gluten for a right. lot of people mm-hmm. are the same same way. So, if you're having those, uh, those, then we need you may need to modify your ketogenic plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is a very big one as far as like having problems within your gut. And uh, if you're on certain medications, if you're on pain medicines, if you take uh, NSAIDs, which is things like ibuprofen, uh, Advil, uh, Celebrex, things like that, those type of medications can also uh, cause to have mm-hmm. constipation. And I think a lot of times when people are used to doing, like say you don't, you, know, you just are used to eating 
dairy, or you take like a medication like, you know, um, Tylenol, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to do it for, you know, like, or something for arthritis, maybe right. or something. And you're just so used to, I think people are so chronically constipated. Right. That they don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. It's just they think it's normal. Right. And they think it's normal that that's mm-hmm. how you're supposed to feel. So I think when you start keto, sometimes some people will feel, of course, more constipated. Right. So And then when you don't have those electrolytes and the fluids, you're feeling a little bit more tired and run mm-hmm. down and just kind of achy. Mm-hmm. What we call the ketogenic flu. Right. So once you get past that little hump there, though, after a few days... You, but you may need to, if you have just started keto and you're feeling like that and you're constipated, like, and you've added fluids mm-hmm. and some of the things, we're going to give you some ideas, but maybe just taking out dairy mm-hmm. could. It won't hurt anything. It won't hurt anything. It I know some hurt. people are like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. You know, because they love cheese. Mm-hmm. And I do too. But you may just want to cut back. Anyway, I just wanted to interject that. Well, talking about like but. that is like in your gut, you know, you've done, you've looked at some stuff for like uh, back certain bacteria. Yes. Because I've gut. been trying to read, well, we did, um, you had me do the um, gut, um, what's stool it called? Test. The stool test. Uh-huh. And um, because I've had problems for years before we even did ketogenic, right. you know, and it's probably a combination of things, mm-hmm. but it was really fascinating to know, and we'll talk about probiotics and prebiotics mm-hmm. later, but when we're talking about the gut bacteria and how important it is to have that bacteria correct, because there's two, I mean, there's all kinds of gut bacteria, right. but you've got two big ones mm-hmm. are bacteroides mm-hmm. and firmicutes, and if you have more bacteroides, that's what's going to, the bacteria that kind of helps you hang on to weight. Mm-hmm. If you have the firmicutes, more of those, that you're going to be more slimmer, and it helps you to to not be as overweight. Mm-hmm. We don't understand. I don't know if they understand exactly. I don't know if it's how it eats, mm-hmm. what's in your, you know, the, I don't know. How it breaks, know, down how it breaks it down. But um, studies have shown there's actual transplants of this people. This is a fecal transplant. It really, a fecal transplant, where... I think a lot of his family members, but mm-hmm. like if an overweight family member is transplanted, fecal transplant from a family member that's not overweight, like that's normal weight right. or even underweight, you know, a slimmer, mm-hmm. they actually lose weight from a fecal transplant. Mm-hmm. I've seen the studies. Yeah. yeah. I think that's amazing. It just goes to show you, we just are hitting the surface mm-hmm. when it comes to your gut, when we say gut, your colon and Mm, your your intestines, yeah, Mm. your intestines, and how important it is for your overall health of Mm. what we eat, how we're breaking it down, how we're absorbing Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because I don't know if people really understand the whole, until you start thinking about it, you know, the whole, when you eat something, your stomach, and then the acids, and it breaks down, it gets into your gut, and then all the bacteria, Mm -hmm. what it's... What it's, it's going where it's absorbing. What it's, it's go through your cell walls. And yes, your, and where it's getting into. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it breaks down. I mean, our body is just amazing. God is amazing mm-hmm. when it comes to just even something. What we think of as gross as waste, right? Because that's really what it is. It's you're you're when you're constipated. You know, you are. It's all the stuff that you're not using, right? 
that we eliminate. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you want. There. Right. It's just sitting there mm-hmm. being, you know, in your body. We want to get rid of it. We right. want to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. So. And remember, it's phase three detox. Yes. So, you know, there's a reason for it. Right. Just, yeah. So I think people sometimes don't realize the seriousness of really being able to use the bathroom. Right. Um, and what you're putting into your body and then what you, everything you're trying to get out of mm-hmm. it and everything you're trying to get out of your body. Right. So we just want to enlighten you on the importance yes. of... It's a very important topic. The importance of potty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What can you do? Yes. What can we do? If you've always been constipated, if you've just recently mm-hmm. started keto and that is a problem, mm-hmm. and don't be embarrassed. A lot of people have mm-hmm. this problem. But what are some things we can do? One... Uh, increase your fluids. That's obvious. Uh, you need, to, you know, if you're peeing out more, and, and a lot of this we're talking about keto, but it can, um, you know, go to other areas as well too. People who aren't doing, but increasing your fluids. You know, that's important. If you're dehydrated, your body wants to hold on to fluids, and that's why your stools are hard. So you want to you you want to make sure that you're getting enough fluids. Yeah. And what we usually recommend is fairly easy. Mm-hmm. Take your body weight mm-hmm. and pounds. yeah, and divide that in half and try to get at least that at many ounces. Least. So if you weigh a hundred pounds, try to get at least fifty ounces per day. And and what I would encourage you to do with this uh, is is for a few days, you know, measure it out. Right. If you're drinking you think out you're of drinking bottles, a whole lot more than what you yeah, are. Just drink, you know, just count it up and see where you're at. And if you're not getting at least half, that's a great starting point to mm-hmm. get started. As far as rehydrating. Mm-hmm. And try not, I know it's really hard, try not to drink out of plastic I bottles. I know, that's really, really hard. It really is so convenient. But if you try to get a glass mm-hmm. bottle, get, you know, good mm-hmm. water, fill it up, you know, drink, you know, put some lemon in it, mm-hmm. some lemon water, lime. Right. Um, and, um, you know, just challenge yourself to drink yeah. as many of those as you can. And the second thing you can do is electrolytes. We talked about that just a minute ago. Uh, you can uh, increase your salt. Uh, by adding salt to your food, mm-hmm. putting in some water, drinking it. Yep. You can get some magnesium and potassium if you eat, which is number three, uh, enough of our green leafy vegetables. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure that you're getting those in, uh, and you can um, probably get enough magnesium and potassium. Uh, sometimes you have to take a supplement. Now we don't give you know advice as far as what supplements to take because each. In pre- Everybody's different. Different. Yeah. You know, uh, if you're one of our clients or you're one of our patients, you know, we can help you with that. Uh, if you have questions as far as direction, what to ask your provider, mm-hmm. we'll be more than happy yeah. to help but you out But go to your that. provider and see, you know, what are you, you could be low in things or it could just be just adding right. a little bit of salt mm-hmm. onto your food. You know, a lot of times people aren't used to that. So, and eating more of... You know, your salads, mm-hmm. your, your leafy greens, spinach, kale. Which is number three. Yes, mm-hmm. adding all those veggies, um, broccoli, celery. cauliflower, celery, which I hate celery. Um, what else? Cucumbers. Yeah. All those are um, great. Yes, adding that, and that gets a lot of your potassium. Mm-hmm. Um, and does it get magnesium? It does some. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And it also helps with fiber. Yes, you know, fiber. it helps with the fiber. Uh, you know, there's debate on how much fiber you actually need. And uh, I don't think there's a definite answer right now, but it does help uh, increase with your fiber. Mm-hmm. I think, again, like everything else, everybody's different. Right. So how much you need. But that can definitely, mm-hmm. you can get a lot, staying within your carbohydrate grams 
you know, within 20 mm. total grams, you can eat a big salad with a lot of good yeah, a couple vegetables. Of them, really. Yes. Number what, four, four, increase your fats. Your good fats. Your good fats. We want to make sure that we're getting enough of that. It almost acts like a lubricant for your bowels and things. So it does help with your bowels to make sure that you're getting enough fats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, something that we try to do with our members is have them track it on an app called, you know, like MyFitnessPal. There's other or apps as well, manager too. Or yeah. There's all kinds of so apps. Just make sure you're getting enough of that into your diet mm-hmm. and it's not eating just all protein. Right. And measure it out. Yeah. You know, just get you a you know teaspoon, tablespoon, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Measure it out. You know, we a lot of times will put um, avocado oil, olive oil mm-hmm. as a dressing, right? With you know some apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. or white wine vinegar or red wine vinegar, a mm-hmm. little bit of lemon juice, salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Add it on um, your vegetables. Add it onto your vegetables. Mm-hmm. Add it onto your salad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very good. Yeah. And it's easy way to get your good fats. Number five is MCT oil. MCT oil is a medium chain triglyceride. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of times the the doses on the bottles a tablespoon. I wouldn't start there. Unless start you with, want to go to the bathroom yeah. immediately. <laughs> start with a teaspoon. And uh, some people don't Which have this problem. MCT is basically is it coconut oil? Is it, it made it's from? It's one of the oils from, from coconut, coconut oil. oil. There's other yeah. oils. And the good thing about with MCT oil is when you do a ketogenic, especially at the beginning, mm-hmm. is it goes directly to your liver and it's metabolized through your liver and it automatically goes to ketones. So it gives you energy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people add it to their coffee. Mm-hmm. In the mornings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't, but I've... But, but make sure you start yeah. with just a teaspoon mm-hmm. and work your way up to the yeah. tablespoon. And you don't have to do all 10 of these. We're just adding some right. ways that you can mm-hmm. choose a few to try. Uh, number six, chia. Chia. There's chia. <laughs> uh, there's uh, chia seeds is what we're talking about here. Does anybody even know what I'm talking about? Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? When yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Little animals. Well, it's not an animal. It was like a pottery. Yeah, it's like the a, chia seeds, and then it grows Christmas out time. like yeah, hair mm-hmm. or Christmas whatever. Time. I've never had one of those, but yeah. I always but, wanted one. Of, and, and that really okay, works yeah, well. It pudding. helps uh, increases. It, Don't order it from off the internet as a chia pet. Yeah. It's the seeds. It's seeds. You can get it from Food City, Walmart. You Most know, places. IGA mm-hmm. probably has it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know your local grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, get the chias, and I can always put a recipe on link if you would like to. It's basically add either some almond or coconut milk mm-hmm. unsweetened. You know about a cup to about a fourth of a cup of the chia seeds, mm-hmm. add them in and stir them really, really, really good. They're going to expand, expand a lot. And like you can add, you can make it sweet. Mm-hmm. You could put a little bit of monk fruit, stevia, something like that. You know, your substitute sugar in it to taste. Mm-hmm. You put a little bit of cinnamon in it, a little bit of vanilla, and it makes it a little bit like a pudding. Mm-hmm. Like I think of it more like as a, almost a replacement for rice pudding. Mm-hmm. Um, some people think, you know, it's a replacement, like they'll put it in at night. And then if they, you eat, if you're used to eating oatmeal, mm-hmm. which we have someone, I just thought about that. We had someone, a client who said that their husband, um, said that they missed their oatmeal. Right. So this, I need to That'd call her idea. and say, this mm-hmm. might be something he's not going to say, Oh, great. It tastes <laughs> just like oatmeal. It's not going to taste just like right. oatmeal, but it could be a replacement. Uh-huh. And there's all kinds of like, I think we've done it before and added some unsweetened coconut mm-hmm. to it. Um, you can add it, um, make it more as an actual dessert, and do some unsweetened chocolate, dark chocolate in it. How much? How much do uh, you normally eat? like? It's in. If you're looking at us, it's a regular bowl. How much would you eat at one time? About I think when if you do a cup of almond unsweetened almond uh-huh. milk to about a fourth of a cup of the 
chia seeds. I'm guessing like a half, like you'd eat half of it. Half of it. I mean, you could eat it all, I guess. You know, I need to look and see what the macros are on that. Usually you just do half right. as a serving. But you could, I'll try to figure out the macros okay. on that. But um, there's different ways of eating it. And it is something, like I said, depending on how you make mm-hmm. it, it can be a little treat. So, and get your fiber in. Uh, next couple things we're going to talk about, uh, seven and eight. Uh, seven is digestive enzymes. You know, if you're not breaking down your food like it should, uh, it's going to sit there and uh, cause some problems. Uh, sometimes you need digestive enzymes and uh, pre and probiotics. Again, we're not going to make recommendations because we don't know your specific uh, conditions. Uh, but those sometimes help, especially as you get older, right. uh, especially the digestive enzymes. And uh, it helps with the breaking down the food. Mm-hmm. And if your foods are broken down, it's easier to have uh, bowel movements. Mm-hmm. But I will say with the probiotics, be careful. You, you know, it's so hard because everybody, you know, especially the last few years, it's always been the big thing is, you right. know, oh, it's probiotic. Well, if you look at some of the things, some of the yogurts and things like that, there's so much sugar in it. Uh-huh. I mean, it's basically does no good. There's not enough probiotic right. in it to do anything. Uh-huh. You're basically, you're taking that little bit of probiotic, but you're putting in so much sugar that you're getting that yeast yeah. back in your, you know, your it's gut. It's not the great thing. No. You, and and usually if you're buying a cheap probiotic, you're probably not getting what you and need. And there's probably... Possibly doing worse than yeah. what because you're just putting a bunch of sugar. And but on, on the flip side, though, if it's expensive, they may just be having a high, high price yeah, exactly cheap thing. Right. You really have to look in. Like you said, what would be great to do is if you can do it, you know, ask your provider to do a um, stool a test. stool test, a gut test. I forget. Um, it's the, called GI effects, is what we right, use. Yeah, yeah. And so, and then, and we can always you know reach out to us. We we'll mm. give you information on that. But and then see really what are the different bacterias that are in your own gut that you need and then feed what ones you actually need so in a lot of them like you Mm -hmm. need the good live bacteria too and uh, prebiotics which is things like sauerkraut fermented foods that's what your probiotic will feed on it's a prebiotic for the probiotic right so adding some uh those type of foods into your diet will help Mm -hmm. number nine is exercise you know, uh, that will help uh, stimulate. I know, like, for me, uh, exercise is important. I think it helps everything, mm-hmm. um, except that you do it too much. Right. And uh, so adding that, just a simple walk to begin with, if you're not used to exercising. Yeah, just getting your steps mm-hmm. moving. Just get moving. So that will help. Yep. And finally, number 10 is, above all things, if you uh, have this problem or if you have a new problem, and it's just not getting better, you need to make sure you see your primary care provider mm-hmm. and because you want to make sure you're not overlooking something that's serious because constipation can be a symptom of other things as well too. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that we are not uh, just assuming that it's just constipation, uh, especially, you know, getting a colonoscopy to get things cleared. I'd really recommend to get that done mm-hmm. if these symptoms persist. Right, exactly. So hopefully that's helped. Uh, hopefully you know now what a normal bowel movement is. Right. One whether you have it or not. a day, mm-hmm. not a week. And uh, some of the reasons keto can cause it. Right. But usually your body will adjust uh-huh. to that. Things you can do to overcome it. Things, the 10 reasons that you can do to overcome it. And uh, if you still have problems, make sure you, you follow up with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
All right, guys. Well, the, for those of you who stayed to the end, I want to... Something very important is coming up next week, July 30th, 2020. For those of you who don't know um, or have never really kept up with this, I'm going to look at a few of the things I've got here. Um, July 30th is... Um, I think it's called World Against Human Trafficking Day. Mm-hmm. It's something like that. And um, some statistics here. Today, 2020, in July of 2020, mm-hmm. more people are enslaved today in the world than have ever in the entire history of the world. Right. That is amazing to me. Right. And when we talk about enslaved, we're talking about sex Tra- human trafficking for sex slaves. You know, most of those are for you know mm-hmm. women and children, um, for you know as enslaved to work mm-hmm. in Haiti. When we uh, when I did some uh, work there, we learned about um, Haiti. It's called Restavix, mm-hmm. and those are modern day slaves mm-hmm. that are going on right now today. Um, United States is the number one source, the number one reason, reason. Mm-hmm. that there is sex. Slaves for today for not, not children, just, not just in here, but people from the United States go to other go to countries. other countries or bring them, and the people are right. bringing them to the United States. And um, if it wasn't for the United States, it that demand would not be right, as, as near, great right. as it is. Right, there are today thirty million slaves in the world, and about ten million are children. Yeah. Ten million right. children. We are a wicked society mm-hmm. and i know that like i said things have went on before but in this day and age when you've got the internet and the easy access right. with all the games that go on you know on the internet mm-hmm. with all the um just the easy access to things please i beg parents grandparents just everybody pray for this to end right. we can realize you know you like I, and i used to always think that well if i would have been during the time of when the Holocaust was going on. Well, if I would have been during a time when slavery was going on, I would want to abolish it. I would be an abolitionist. Well, we are today letting 10 million children Mm -hmm. be sex trafficked. You have that opportunity right now. We have the opportunity. And Mm -hmm. first and foremost, it's being aware. Right. And, um, you know, I don't know what all that we really can do, but I'm going to do something. I mean, because the Lord will help us and hold Mm -hmm. us, you know, if we seek him. But another thing I wanted to say was that, of course, like I said, July 30th is Human Traffic Day. Um, What we're going to do is try to have on social media, try to share um, the awareness of Mm -hmm. it. Go to, there's an organization, um, It's his name is Tim Ballard, and he is an ex-CIA, and he worked a lot Mm -hmm. just um, in the government with this and then found out, you know what, I can do a lot more if I did my own um, private. private company, so mm-hmm. he's developed a company. It's called um, it's, it's a called a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Operation Underground Railroad, mm-hmm. and um, they go all over the world um, hunting down sex traffickers right. and human traffickers. They actually but, help other countries police figure yes. out who these people are and, and arrest, arrest them, them and get these kids and rescue kids and and um, and women in mm-hmm. this. Um, Terrible, and it goes on. Like I said, probably right before our eyes. Right. Um, but on third, on let's see, what is that? Thursday, July thirtieth. Wear blue. That is for children awareness. Or um, yellow, and it's you know the the theme is rise up and be a voice. And so um, 
I, like I said, we'll try to put more on social mm-hmm. media just to let you know about it. But it's our it's Operation Underground Railroad. There's also a um, a little documentary you could go and watch that showed how he started everything. It's called um, Operation Tucson. Um, it's on Netflix it's or, on or Amazon Prime. One of the we'll other. try to link that also yeah. just to go and be aware. Um, and so then that leads us to our Bible verse today is from Proverbs 31, 8 through 10. It is open your mouth for the mute. For the rights of all who are destitute, open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and the needy. Mm-hmm. We have to be the voice for the voiceless. And mm-hmm. for those of you who know us, we you know that we are very pro-life. Mm-hmm. We want abortion to end. Right. We want human trafficking to end. And we want to be that voice for the voiceless mm-hmm. and for those who can't speak. All lives matter, mm-hmm. and it is the babies. We have to start with realizing the the babies that are in the womb that we can be a voice for them, and that we would need to save those right. babies. You know, for I, I, my heart goes out to people who feel like abortion is their only mm-hmm. cho- uh, choice. Um, we are here to you know help you you know reach out if you know somebody who is in the situation there's and options. doesn't know what to do. Yeah, there's more options. Mm-hmm. There's um, options. Choose life, and um, we just um, we're here to pray for that mm-hmm. too. But but we want to lift that up in in prayer. It is something that's really important to us. All right, well that's it. Uh, hopefully this has been enlightening to you as far as constipation, and then yeah. also a lot more important things going on in the world as well. Yes. All right, guys. Remember, be fit and be faithful. This podcast is for informational purposes only. No patient-provider relationship is implied or established. This podcast in no way represents the practice of medicine. The information given is to be used at the listener's own risk. Please consult your provider before making any changes, as the contents of this podcast is no substitution for your provider's instruction.